Welcome back. Well, I guess the best way to start this is just go right into it. Carlos Morales talks about abuse in foster homes. He says, so let's take a look at how much abuse actually occurs in these foster homes. First, there are approximately 400,000 children in out-of-home care in the United States. Now, remember, this was at the time he wrote this. It was probably higher than that, than 400,000. He says almost 10% of children in foster care have stayed in foster care for five or more years. That is a fact. I know someone whose son ended in foster care at the age of about 13 or 14 did not leave until about the age of 18. The child was also autistic. Nearly half of all children in foster care have chronic medical problems. Children in foster care experience high rates of child abuse, emotional deprivation, and physical neglect. If you want more proof of that, Look at Bill Bowen. So, I hope that um, you do watch Bill Bowen, Innocence Destroyed. It will change your mind. In one study in the United Kingdom, foster children were seven to eight times, and children in residential care six times more likely to be abused than a child in the general population that's in the United Kingdom he says let me reiterate that children are seven to eight times more likely to be abused in foster care than children in the general public A study of foster children in Oregon and Washington State found that nearly one-third reported being abused by a foster parent or another adult in foster home. The foster care system. You know, the ones that say, hey, become a foster parent to abuse children. Yet, one-third in the United States, or at least in Oregon and Washington, according to to this are being abused (laughs) by a foster parent or another adult in a foster home isn't that real nice we're supposed to be protecting these kids and what can I say jeez mental health and foster children This should be an interesting segment. Keeping in mind that only 15% of removals are for physical or sexual abuse, it is startling how much actual abuse is occurring in these foster homes. Wow. Let's take a look at the mental health of these children in the Casey Family Program's Harvard study. Quote, more than half the study participants reported clinical levels of mental illness after being in a foster home compared to less than a quarter of the general population. 
more than half. What is that saying about our foster care system? Now, there are foster parents, and I do know of one who's loving and caring. But for the most part, it sounds like at least more than half, according to when this was done. More than half the study participants reported clinical levels of mental illness after being in foster care. What's that telling you? It means they care more about the money than they care about the kids. Ah, here's one for everyone. Post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. Bet you thought that was only for people who were in the military during wartime. Or maybe people that are homeless. Post-traumatic stress disorder, known as shell shock during World War I, is also an incredibly common result of foster homes. For those who've not studied the subject, post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, is an anxiety disorder that may develop after a person is exposed to one or more traumatic events such as sexual assault, serious injury, or the threat of death. The diagnosis may be given when a group of symptoms such as disturbing recurring flashbacks, avoidance, or numbing of memories of the event, and high levels of anxiety continued for more than a month after traumatic event. PTSD causes biochemical changes in the brain and body that differ from other psychiatric disorders such as major depression. There are actual detriment physical issues that occur in the brain, namely alterations in the prefrontal cortex, amygdala, A-M-Y-G-D-A-L-A and hypocampus of these individuals. In some cases, these changes are permanent and have a slew of side effects as a result. I'm sorry if I couldn't pronounce the one word. But make no mistake. This is the foster care system. They inflict PTSD on these kids. They do things to the family. Why? For money, for power, for control. Why don't you check with anyone who's been in the foster care system? I wonder how many of them would say that these things happen. Physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse. How many kids die in the foster care system? How many of them disappear from the foster care system saying, we lost track of them. They must have ran off, only to find out later they were in sex trafficking. Or maybe they ran off wanting to be with their family. Maybe they're still on the streets because they can't go home to mommy and daddy because that's the first place CPS will look. How many kids are in California right now on the streets who they can't go home? And the reason 
is because if they go home, CPS is going to take them back to the very place that caused the abuse. And it's not mommy and daddy. He goes on to say in one study, 60% of children who had experienced sexual abuse in foster homes had PTSD. And 42% of those who had been physically abused while in foster homes fulfilled the PTSD criteria. PTSD occurring to people who've been abused may not seem rare, but they're not the only ones who are dealing with it in these homes. PTSD was also found in 18% of the children who were not abused. These children may have developed PTSD due to witnessing violence in the home. He reiterated that 18% of children who were not physically or sexually abused in foster homes had PTSD just from things they witnessed in their foster homes and keeping in mind the fact that children are seven to eight times more likely to be abused in these foster homes. Kids who aren't abused are quite rare. In a study conducted in Oregon and Washington State, the rate of PTSD in adults who were in foster care for one year between the ages of 14 to 18 was found to be higher than that of combat veterans, with 25% of those in the study meeting the diagnostic criteria as compared to 12 to 13% of Iraq war veterans and 15% of Vietnam war veterans and a rate of 4% in the general population. Well, folks, what do you think? Well, how about this? The recovery rate for foster home alumni was 28.2% as opposed to 47% in the general population. Keep in mind... These are just the individuals who were in foster care for one year. That's just one year. Now, this is in no way to speak badly about soldiers, but in the cases in the modern era, i.e. post-draft, these troops chose to throw themselves in harm's way. Now, whether they did that to fight for freedom or fight for a paycheck, there was still a choice. These children had no choice whatsoever. Remember that. They had no choice. They were taken from a home. They were ripped apart. Ripped from a very family that loved them. That cared about them. CPS did only one thing. They took these kids. Not because of abuse. Not because of neglect but because it was in the best interest of the state and how much money they could make off of that very child. When we return, I will be talking about food maintenance syndrome, bulimia nervosa, and pharmaceutical drugs in foster children. This has been a very emotional one, and the next segment is going to be no different. But remember, this is CPS. This is what is going on. And Terry Stigdon, current Indiana DCS director, if you are listening to this, I am not going to shut up. 
This is the information the public must hear. Now, you can do something about it. You can actually stop this. But I'm going to continue. We'll be back. Welcome back. Now, there's about a lot more. I'm going to do everything I can before ending this segment. Food maintenance syndrome, bulimia nervosa. Now, let me reiterate. Look, I don't believe that all foster homes are bad. But what I do know is that the information that I have come across is way too much. Too much to ignore. Families on YouTube videotaping what CPS is doing. People like Bill Bowen and Nancy Schaefer exposing what they're doing. The effects of foster homes are not only affecting these children's brain development, but also their body. Children in foster care are more likely to suffer from food maintenance syndrome, which is characterized by a set of aberrant eating behaviors of children in foster care. It is a pattern of excessive eating and food acquisition and maintenance behaviors without concurrent obesity. It resembles the behavioral correlates of hyperphagic short stature. It is hypothesized that this, this syndrome is triggered by the stress and maltreatment foster children are subjected to. This rare disorder is not the only issue, as bulimia nervosa is seven times that's seven times more prevalent among former foster children than in the general population. I know of a young lady, the mother and father were told by this young lady that while she was in foster care, she was told she could only have one plate of food. That if she tried to get more, especially at an all-you-can-eat establishment, she was yelled in and told, no, she eats too much. I mean, who tells a child who's about, chronologically about 12 years old, with a mental age about five or six, that they eat too much? The foster mother was a CPS social worker. You do the math. Now we're going to go into a area that maybe some of you experienced either as a child or as a parent dealing with CPS. And that's pharmaceutical drugs and foster children. Now remember, this is information you can actually get anywhere on the net. Now, we have to get into the discussion regarding pharmaceutical drugs in foster homes. For those who've not seen 
other work regarding CPS, and this is Carlos Morales. It's important to note that there is an incentive for children to be labeled as mentally ill as soon as they get into a foster home. The more mental diagnose a child has, the more money a foster home is given. A child who just been placed in a foster home is likely to have temperamental issues. Issues with sleeping and concentration as they've just been stripped away from their community, family, school, etc. In certain cases, simply due to false allegations of abuse or apparent marijuana use. So how many get false allegations? How many of you listening right now are accused of abusing your child when all you did was maybe send your child to bed without supper? Or maybe you're punishing a child. The child acts up, so instead of spanking the child, just put the child in their room for time out. Someone hears about it, then all of a sudden, oh, well, CPS, uh, my neighbors are abusing their children. They're doing this, they're doing that. How many times have you heard that? Now, according to a state, this is going back in to the story. Now, according to a state mental health practitioner, that means the child has a mental illness and not emotional issues that are a result of traumatic event. Now, let's see that in practice. Okay, let's see. Studies have revealed that youth in foster care covered by Medicaid insurance receive psychotropic medication at a rate that was three times higher than that of Medicaid-insured youth who qualify by low family income. Again, children who are in foster care are three times more likely than poor children in the general public to receive psychotropic drugs. Wow, three times that. Wow, well, couldn't possibly be middle class white families. When you got someone in a state facility who's got more money than the average citizen. How about a CPS social worker that shows up in a suit that costs more than what a person makes in a month? That does happen. He goes on. In a review that took place from September 2003 to August 2004 of the medical records of 32,135 Texas children in foster care, 0 to 19 years old, 12,189 were prescribed psychotropic medication, resulting in an annual prevalence of 38% of all the children in these foster homes being prescribed psychotropic medication. Keep in mind that this review included children from 0 to 2 who are not very likely to receive these drugs. Removing those children would undoubtedly reveal a much higher percentage. Now, 41.3% of the 38% who receive psychotropic medication received three different classes of these drugs during the July 2004. 
four. And 15.9% received four different classes. The most frequently used medication were antidepressants, 56.8%, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder drugs, 55.9%, and antipsychotic agents, 53.2%. The study also showed that youth in foster care are frequently treated with concomitant psychotropic medication, which means two or more psychotropic drugs at the same time. For which sufficient evidence regarding safety and effectiveness is not available. What a surprise. You know, in these cases, a new drug is given to a child to mitigate the side effects of another drug. For example, a child is given Adderall, a stimulant, which then causes them to have temperamental issues and issues sleeping. Instead of taking the child off the medication, the child is then put on a mood stabilizer and another drug to put them to sleep. The drug interaction in these cases have not been tested in the clinic, so essentially these kids are becoming genie... Oh, guinea pigs. Sorry. You know, I read all these... And I read them to you so you understand this is actually happening. These things happen on a daily and weekly basis. Even monthly. I mean, for crying out loud, we are putting drugs in kids that do not need them. But because the child is ripped away from a loving, caring family, can't understand what's going on, crying, wanting to go home, fighting the foster parents, they put them on psychotropic drugs. Two, three, four of them. And all in the name of in the best interests of the children. You wonder why now I gave the title Corruption of Child Protective Services. Nancy Schaefer, The Corrupt Business of Child Protective Services. Are you now seeing that the truth is what they have done is make our children a product? Give them drugs until either some courts tell CPS to return the children or they terminate the parents' rights. If you have an opportunity, Google DCS Appeal of Termination of Parental Rights 2018, July 2018. Ten families in six months appealed. I will go over that in detail on the next episode. But make no mistake, CPS is not your friend. I continue saying that. CPS is an enemy of the state, enemy of the people, and must be destroyed. Now, what about children that are being abused? 
we have to put something in there but an agency that does not have as much power as CTS and for those that got it, were abused that CPS did nothing my heart goes out to you and for those that were saved because of the agency I, my heart also goes out to you but we have to do something more and something more destroy what's there now put something all new and this time let it be for the children not for the state this is David Shore for corruption of child protective services until next time stay safe love each other and above all don't suspect that every parent is abusing their children that especially goes for you DCS Indiana DCS Director Terry Stickton sometimes what you appears to be abuse can be nothing more than your imagination but then again I'm just one person Have a good day.